with Michael. Hey everyone. We're doing another episode of Heal Your Tribe podcast and this is also going to be the relaunch or announcement of La Familia Ayahuasca coming back. Let's give some history for those who don't know. La Familia Ayahuasca is our uh, ayahuasca (laughs) uh, retreat program that we had in uh, Guatemala. And we were down there for two years. Yeah. And we loved it. It was amazing. Um, It was almost almost the perfect setup. And then COVID hit. And no one was able to come. No one was able to go. We had to go through kind of a process to leave ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and we left Guatemala because because of the travel restrictions. And um, that was the only reason we left. Otherwise, we would have stayed there for many years. And it would have been great. <laughs> great. Um, now, the good news. I mean, that's been that was two years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Now, COVID has seemed to have waned. It's still around. We can't, we don't, want to, don't want to uh, pretend it's not still around. But we have discovered some things about a place called Mexico. Whoa. <laughs> South of the border, again. Um, Mexico, at the federal level, uh, has made things uh, very easy and safe for us mm-hmm. to do this this work. And so we're while we're um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're in Oregon where it's also safe for us to do this work because of the the state laws. However, the federal laws make it even better. Yes. 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 Um, so we are going to be doing a scouting trip here in April time frame, April to May. We're taking about, yeah. Jess and I are going to go down and... Chris and I are also going down. Yeah. Chris is going to be doing a dance training down there and then I'm joining up with her to explore. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we're looking at two locations, right? Primarily, yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about... Yeah, so... The two locations that we're looking at are Sayulita, which is about 30 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta, and then Tepazatlan, which is about an hour and a half south of Mexico City. Very different locations. Um, You know, I understand the appeal for Sayulita. It's, (laughs) It's a beach. It's got beautiful weather, a little toasty, but, you know... Come on down, do some work, easy rest and relaxation after or before the work starts. The challenge with Sayulita, at least the challenge to me, Uh and I think for you as well, Uh super gringo. Um, And look, I'm obviously a gringo. Um, That being said, one of the big draws for both Guatemala or Mexico is getting enmeshed in the culture, getting to understand the culture, and that's where Tepazatlan becomes really interesting. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about Tepazatlan? Sure, and I, I just want to 
on top on top of what you just said or piling on what you just said the the um, traveling outside your comfort zone I think is really mm. like pilgrimage comes to mind is really an important component of this this work um, yeah. and you know there's a vibe too to the beach uh, gringo there's, I imagine we still haven't been there but I imagine <laughs> it's it's a little more party a little more um, that, that kind of vibe a vacation vibe which is fantastic for a vacation uh, yeah. and we might go to, to Sayulita and be like whoa this is amazing this is perfect Morgan this is this is the place we don't know yet but let's let's talk about Tepotzlan uh, for a moment uh, Tepotzlan is an, as you said an hour and a half or so uh, outside of Mexico City from the airport so yeah. very very easy to get to from the airport Mexico City is the main airport in, <laughs> in Mexico so it should be quite easy for um, people to fly into um, from a time standpoint and just accessibility standpoint um, Sayulita would be flying into Puerto Vallarta and Sayulita is like probably an hour really, really 45 speak. minutes to an hour 45 minutes to an hour from that airport um, but I don't I know on the west coast Sayulita you'll have I have I, from Portland we got a direct flight but um, uh, you know from the east coast you're probably going through either Cancun or Mexico City so there is a travel benefit to Mexico City on top of that and I'll keep on the travel thing so once you're in Mexico City let's say you come and do a retreat with us for a week um, and you have a two-week time frame and you want to go check out someplace else in Mexico well you're in Mexico City <laughs> and everything in Mexico City is the hub so you'll be able to let's say you want to go to Cancun or uh, Puerto Vallarta or Oaxaca or some of these other really cool places um, to kind of mix up your trip a little bit um, you will be right there in Mexico City and interesting thing about Mexico the domestic flights within Mexico are shockingly affordable yeah. um, and then buses are really nice uh, what they call ejectivos executive buses if you want to go really budget in your travel and actually that could be cool to see the the, the uh, the land. Yeah. Know. I mean, when I was living in Peru, that was one of my favorite ways to travel yeah. was taking the buses and yeah, I mean, they're nice buses. They're nice buses. They have they have <laughs> stewardesses? Stewardesses, the steward eye. the the chairs lay pretty much flat. Yeah. I mean, really nice bathrooms. They come around and they give you drinks and all this sort of thing and they stop at nice places um, mm -hmm. for for larger meals if it's a longer trip. Um, so there's there's some benefit from a travel standpoint um, it being or uh, Tepetzalan being close to Mexico City and it's up in the mountains so the weather is so much more um, uh, how do I say it um, mild yes mild and consistent yeah you know I think outside of the weather and the travel and just imagine Jess sitting here with us you know when we're talking about where do we want to go yeah. there's a dynamic of 
where is the power spot? Yeah. <laughs> and a shamanic power spot. A shamanic power spot to, to amplify and this drive work. in this work. Yeah. And to posit lawn is according to legend, mythos, whatever you want to call it, the birthplace of Quetzalcoatl, um, the feathered serpent. So there's... That's a big deal. And it's beautiful. It's up in the mountains. Really, I encourage people to um, Google it. Um, Tepotzlan is spelled T-E-P-O-T. Z as in zebra. L as in Larry. A... N, as in Nancy, Tepotzlan, dramatic mountains. Um, there's there's some ruins there's there. Some ruins. Um, although it's not a Quetzalcoatl ruin, it's uh, another uh, deity there. And there's already a lot of alternative you know, yoga, um, tantra, all kinds of that kind of thing going on. It reminds me without having been there yet, <laughs> uh, reminds me of uh, San Marcos before San Marcos got really big. And it is very, very Mexican. I mean, hardly, you look on YouTube, there's there's um, some people who have gone through Tepotzlan and have done their video thing, and they all love it. Um, and... At the same time, there aren't many gringos who know about it. So it's kind of, my sense is it's this hidden gem that has not been overrun by gringos because the gringos want to go to the beach, which is great. Go to the beach for your vacation. Teposlan, we have a sense, we're not totally sure, but we have a sense this is a great place to do the type of work we're doing, this, the spiritual work, the plant medicine work. Um, and the, in addition to all that, the weather. And then personally, yeah. um, I want to be in a place where um, lots of Mexicans, like really Mexican Mexicans, <laughs> if <that's, laughs> that sounds weird, I apologize if I offend. Um, and at the, well, when I say that Mexican Mexican, I mean people go to an area that doesn't speak English. Essentially, yeah. it's not set up for tourism for gringos, and I think that's important and very important for our son Bodhi. We want part of the reason we were in Guatemala was the rich culture and being um, exposed to Spanish and learning Spanish and speaking Spanish and all that sort of thing. Um, combine that with you know their being in the mountains and it's it's right up next to a national park it's or a, some sort of reserve. it's a nature reserve yeah. and it's forested. I can. Quasi, I remember the name. It's something about sacred deer, which uh, I get excited about. Yeah. Um, I love the deer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's natural beauty. There's still a changing dynamic of terrain. It's not that hard to get to the beach. You're more enmeshed in the culture, as we've said. Uh, and I mean, yes, it's important for you, Jess, and Bodhi. It's important for Krista and I and our future family. Yeah. You know, there's dance communities around for Krista, which is really important, um, especially for some of the play that she and I want to do going forwards, too. Um, And it'll allow us, um, since we're talking about Krista and yourself, um, you know, Michael (laughs) is going to graduate from the mandala here um, within the next few months. Um, And so... It 
this whole move will really facilitate him being able to him and Krista being able to put on their own unique retreats. Do you, you want to share some of those ideas? Yeah. Um, the, for those of you who have watched the last podcast, you've heard me go on and on about jinkies. <laughs> um, so there's a dynamic where you know working with myself and actually Zach in this case bringing together medicine work, gene keys, some of the viola dynamics. Alberto Viola, Al- the, um, the energy medicine work. Yeah. yeah. Krista, for those of you who don't know, is amazing at what she does. And while she is 100% studying the medicine and is a certified, amazing combo practitioner, mm-hmm. uh, a master combo practitioner, yeah. uh, the thing that lights her up in this world is movement and the body. And so we're going to be blending movement and medicine together. And the retreats that we're thinking about will incorporate somatic processing, you know, dance, yoga, freeform movement with the medicine, which sometimes can be very much so a meditative contemplation practice so you've got stillness and movement and can you have the stillness and the movement and the movement and the stillness um, which has been a theme for me since my very first retreat actually um, cool yeah yeah so um, well obviously not maybe not so obvious we will have um, several of our more traditional retreats that everyone has knows us and has been with us before will get to experience um, so we'll be mixing it up a little bit more we'll be able to offer more uh, because with with Michael graduating he can go out and do his own thing and maybe I help out a little bit mm-hmm. or Jess helps out a little bit but it's generally going to be him for uh, his retreats and of course Michael will be around for our retreats um, <laughs> I'm really not going anywhere, yeah, going anywhere. Uh. Um, so really excited about that and what, what does that mean, though, for people who have been working with us here in Oregon? Hmm. Well, <laughs> you, you've got between what now is uh, end of March, um, beginning of April, until probably mid-October is when yeah. we're going to really shut things down in the United States. But, you know, this I, we're, we're filming... Yeah, this podcast right in our ceremony space. You see the mesa behind us and kind of where we sit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in this gigantic temple space. And, you know, everybody loves the space. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the space. Um, so this is a great opportunity for those who aren't so thrilled about the idea of travel to come visit us here. Um, and for those who haven't been to the space yet, uh, come. And those who know the space, just come back and let's get some more retreats in before yeah. before we head south um, in addition to that you know um, I, I backing up again um, to the Mexico thing part of the reason we were moving um, is to keep our uh, overhead you know inflation is happening yeah it's just the way it is and we've always been quite committed to um, offer retreats that are accessible um, I was just looking uh, online recently in um, for Mexico and there's some other ayahuasca retreats going on there 
They're pretty steep. I, I want to really? say 2,500 um, was kind of the standard, and they had less ceremonies. I had like three ceremonies in a week, and it was like mm-hmm. 2,500 bucks. Somewhere in that range. I even I even saw one that was like 8,000. <laughs> but I think those are ultra-small retreats, and um, they had um, therapists, and they were adding in a bunch of other stuff, which is fine. Um, and... Adding to all of this, <laughs> we, in addition to Michael's um, special retreats, we're, we're wanting to, to offer really small, um, you know, two, four, six uh, people retreats. You know, because it's a smaller group, we're gonna the price will be higher, but we can also customize the accommodation. Accommodation services. Yeah attention that makes sense for you yeah um you know if there's two to four people and you're coming in specifically to do that work you know if you want private yoga with krista massage massage, other things you know it's a very small intimate space to do really profound work in um and We'll see how it all unfolds. Yeah. My mind goes to those of you who are interested in doing dietas. Yes. Um, there's a great time to come do a dieta, small group dynamics or even individual, yeah. depending on yeah. space. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, when we do private or quasi-private stuff with smaller groups, it, it impacts the the um, the investment. For you, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some new dates because we do have some new dates coming we out. Um, I've got my I have a napkin <laughs> with everything written down, so um, we will have uh, the rest of the summer uh, announced here, probably in a month or so, maybe less. But um, first, we have a new three night. Uh, weekend retreat, which would be July 30th. May 30th. I'm sorry. <laughs> May 30th to the, the 3rd of July, which means you can take advantage of that 4th of July uh, uh, if you get that for a holiday. That Having that added in is great. <clears throat> um, and it's so much more fun to do uh, ayahuasca three nights in a row than to go... Um, drink beer <laughs> you want to see some real fireworks exactly you want to see some real fireworks there we go um, then July 16th through the 24th uh, we are um, doing uh, Redwood Dieta so that's uh, four ceremonies and a Dieta um, July 16th through the 24th and then for those who are just interested in uh, three-nighters we have July 21st through 24th um, so Another thing to mention in the near term, things are starting to warm up here in in Oregon. This is probably the best time of year uh, here until, if, frankly, this is the best of all worlds. From now until uh, we leave, uh, we leave is the best time of year to be in Oregon. And then when we arrive in Mexico until uh, essentially May. June time frame is the best time to be in, in Mexico. Um, up at Tepoztlan, it's it's actually pretty much good all year round. There's some there are some rainy months, but uh, temperature wise, it's just like 
all the yeah. time. What are the temperatures again in Tablet Salon? Very similar to those of you who visited us in Guatemala at the lake. Yes. Uh, so on average between 50 degrees Fahrenheit to 85 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, higher altitude, not tons of humidity. Right. Um, so nice, dry, yes. middle of the realms temperature. Temperature. It's middle great. Temperature, yeah. And that's part of our attraction to Tepatzlan is it reminds us a lot of Lake Atetlan. Mm. And I think I mentioned before, it reminds, not having been there, reminds us of Lake Atetlan before Lake Atetlan became overrun with gringos, which is kind of the case right now. Yeah. Um, and, and slightly still more developed already yeah. in the sense that you know, you're close to Mexico City, you come out, Guatemala, you're talking, it's a tri- it was a trek to get to the lake. Yeah. Um, it's tr- easier travel. There's beautiful spas there too and yeah. other things for those of you who just want to stay in Tepaz alone. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, in it, Mexico, so like, I, it's interesting, it's like, it seems to be in this kind of sweet spot of development for travel. Mm. Um, because it's you know it's overall less expensive. They've got some great food and great culture, and it's more developed than Guatemala. So instead of riding around in tuk-tuks, there are more taxis. Um, there's just the infrastructure is much more built out, but at the same time, it hasn't reached the Costa Rica level of expense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to round things out? Um, to remind people of some other dates that are still coming, May 30th to June 19th is Medicine Camp, where you can do combo, sound healing, dieta, and a three-nighter. <laughs> you could do all of those things in a row, be here for like three weeks. That'd be awesome. But you can also pick and choose which, which one of those um, things you'd like to do. Then uh, May 14th to 20th, we have an Ajo Sacha dieta. Mm-hmm. Ajo Sacha. I've dieted Ajo Sacha three times now. It is a foundational plant, uh, particularly for those mandaleros. This is a really, mandaleros are those people who are in our training program. This is a really important plant. Um, I found it to be really significant for integrity um, and and clarity. Uh, Then there's the medicinal aspects, which are anti-inflammatory. They use it for viruses, right? Yeah. it's one of the super medicinal master plants out there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Ajo Sacha. Then we have May 19th through the 20th. There's a three-night, uh, three-ceremony um, shorter retreat. Uh, June 11th through the 19th is Kumaseba, which is mm. a gigantic tree, um, super medicinal. It's a feminine uh, the spirit that I've encountered is a, a feminine one. It's also um, known to kind of open women up to uh, feeling amorous. Yes, yeah. amorous. I mean, the the medicinal effects of the plant um, good for both men's and women's sexual reproductive health. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, from a jungle perspective yeah. uh and also yeah definitely a little bit of amorous dynamic i find it to be kind of the 
feminine equivalent of Aya Uma. Oh, yeah. Um, that's at least how it comes across to me. You know what's funny? Now that you mention it, when I first uh, was training in the jungle, um, the two trees that I would kind of go to for singing, my ikaros, it would be Aya Uma, Mm. <laughs> um, so it's interesting you brought it. I didn't uh, make that connection, but spirit was clearly coming through me going, okay, we're going to balance out the Ayaumo with the, the Kumaseva. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, cool. definitely. And then um, June 16th through the 19th, uh, we have another three-night, three-ceremony <coughs> um, uh, retreat as well. So let us know if you want to come. Mm-hmm. Um we will be back after we do our scouting trip and let you know where we're going to end up in Mexico. We're super excited. Yeah. And uh, anything else you'd like to to share? Oh, I graduated from the. I am now a master. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that's what I was going to add. <laughs> uh, master uh, practitioner of energy medicine from the Four Winds Society, um, the Alberto Viodo lineage. Fantastic. Um, really looking forward to working with, with people um, in that modality. Super powerful. I'm sure we'll talk more about it on a different podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who has been looking at that course, uh, I would just generally say two thumbs up, five stars. And if you want to reach out and ask questions, I'm happy to, to answer. Um, yeah, anything else? I don't think we've told them about Redwood. I I know we've mentioned that the Redwood Dieta is going to happen, but we have have not explained the kind of effects of Redwood. Oh, right, yeah. Um, Again, July 16th through the 24th is Redwood Dieta. Please. Well, I dieted Redwood while I was in Guatemala thanks to some very generous friends bringing it down. Um, And... It is cosmic. Yes. Uh, you have worked with Redwood far more than I have. Um, it's strong. I mean, it, it, I've done uh, Redwood Dieta without drinking ayahuasca. And the so I've gotten, and you, people who want to do this dieta, they'll have this experience as well. Um, you drink the tea, <laughs> go to bed. I had close eye visions. It's like wow! It's super strong. It also amps up the strength of um, of the ayahuasca. For sure. Um, so it, you know, it's it's cosmic, feminine. Um, it's where Jess and I met and mm. um, subsequently got married. Yeah, we have at least one other couple who met during. Uh, a redwood uh, or solidified things solidified solidary relationship through the wet redwood dieta so um, there's all of that plus it's just this wisdom lots mm. and lots of wisdom these redwood trees are so old and they are so relevant to North Americans because they they've grown around or we've grown around them, I yeah. should say. Wisdom keepers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and kind of like the Ayuma, Kumaseba, Sequoia, Redwood, yeah. uh, just big honking trees yeah. that are very, very wise. Yes, indeed, indeed. And, uh, yeah, again, a great time of year to do it. Um, 
That's all I've got. That's all I've got. All right. Well, thank you for taking the time to watch this podcast, listen mm-hmm. to this podcast. Uh, you can find more content like this uh, on SoundCloud and YouTube at Heal Your Tribe. Um, we now have the La Familia Ayahuasca um, uh, web page back up. It doesn't have a lot of detail, but if you're interested, um, you might you don't know us well, you might check it out. Uh, there's some people sharing their experiences there, and you can learn more about our lineage and our views. Um, so uh, the address for that is ayahuascafamily.com. If you're interested in the um, combo and sound healing trainings, that would be at healyourtribe.com. If you are interested uh, in the work that we're doing here in Oregon, these retreats we mentioned here, um, reach out to us at um, info at ayahuascafamily.com and we'll go from there. Uh, So we hope Mm -hmm. to talk to you soon and have a good one. Bye everyone.